This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host of Small Biz Florida, and we are on the road. We are at the JMI, Small Business Leadership Conference, taking place at the beautiful JW Marriott Orlando. It's been an incredible gathering of small business owners, operators, business assistance programs, vendors, resources. It's all going on here at JMI. Lots of incredible presenters. Uh, a number of uh, those presenters we've had on the, uh, the show here. So uh, flip through the, uh, the recent segments and uh, there's a lot to, a lot to listen to. Um, We've, uh, as we always do when we hit the road, we like to have our good friend and co-host with us, uh, Dr. Herb Ricardo. Dr. Ricardo, thanks again for serving as co-host on these JMI segments. Tom, thank you so much for uh, having me here. Yep. And uh, we have one of those uh, standout uh, small business owners and operators and entrepreneurs with us right now. We've got Savak Gerard, uh, who is with Gerard Media. Savak, uh, appreciate the time uh, here with Small Biz Florida. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so as we begin with all of our guests, maybe just a little bit of background on yourself and um, and. Uh, and your pathway to Gerard Media, and what brought you to JMI? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much again, and uh, pleasure to be here and meet y'all. Gerard Media actually started as a... compliment to myself. I've been in design for about 30 years. I started using Photoshop in 1992. Uh, This was before the internet, believe it or not. (laughs) So as you can imagine, there's a lot of uh, activity that happened before the World Wide Web. I started out in design and print, and I took that experience, uh, collaborated that with my sales and marketing experience that I acquired over the years. And here we ended up with Gerard Media 14 years ago. Uh, Back in 2008, we created Gerard Media to facilitate companies' growth in every aspect from design, web, marketing, advertising, business solutions, and all the technology that rolls into that. So it's really a full stop uh, for everything that you would need from media. And we really hone in on what is going to drive those results from return on investment standpoint. So that is our focus. Focus. All right. What brought you to JMI? Well, actually, uh, funny enough, I was referred to the JMI Institute. I am a current board of directors member of the Better Business Bureau of South Florida. Nice. And I was referred to this event by the president of South Florida, uh, Rod Davis, uh, one of my uh, close associates. And essentially, um, it's such a great organization. We're so happy to take part in what's going on here. I, I really believe that uh, it's helping people to open up their eyes to what's going on that's new and fresh. Right. And there's a lot of 
I, I would say, uncertainty in the market nowadays, where companies are looking to really stay ahead of the game. And education, I think, is at the forefront of that. So we're happy to be a, a guest speaker here and help to educate. Well, what's, what's kind of interesting about you is you come at this from a couple of different angles. Uh, the, the technology, uh, you know, marketing side, you're also a small business owner yourself. Uh, and then, of course, to be associated with the Better Business Bureau is a whole different uh, kind of viewpoint and aspect of business. So uh, you do, you bring interesting perspective to, to all the above. Um, kind of talk to us uh, first, let's talk about that small business ownership side of things. Um, uh, challenges that, that you've got, uh, how did, uh, talk to us about uh, kind of recovering, uh, you know, after the mm -hmm. pandemic, where are you as a small business owner? Uh, and uh, how did you maybe pivot, change, update, innovate? due to the pandemic? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out where they stand in the market. Uh, most industries have changed quite a bit, but one thing I know for certain is digital marketing is not going anywhere. So uh, one thing that we do and we specialize in is in any market condition, how are you going to benefit your results? Companies are still thriving. It's just a matter of are you doing the right things and are you able to stay competitive in the market? The number one reason why businesses fail is the lack of consistent business that's coming in through their door and being able to generate that. So if it's um, you know something that's happened with a company's advertising that's maybe changed up due to the pandemic or you know possibly some type of internal changes, maybe you know employees or staffing, I think it's really about honing in on those things and figuring out what happened, how can you actually um, take those tidbits and make sense of it all because it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo that, you know, really you either need a consultant to come in and figure it out for you. But if you're a small business, it's really up to you because, right. you know, that's the, the reality is it's, it's all on you, right? So, um, finding all of the resources that are available, obviously, through the SBA and, and JMI and all of these institutes that are available, I think, is really important for a small business to really look at those things and then take a look internally and say, okay, what's changed for us specifically and how do we streamline that? So. And, and you know, uh, you, you kind of touch on a, uh, on a good point that, you know, some businesses, some businesses actually did better in the pandemic. Again, they, they, they were quickly able to, they were quickly able to assess, uh, you know, uh, we had a guest on earlier that, uh, that said, you know, they, they did a little more business through the pandemic, <laughs> you know, uh, because they, they understood their customer needs, uh, understood how, how to fit in, um, you, you know, during, during that time period. Absolutely. And of course, some didn't do as well. Some suffered uh, greatly, um, and, and many did. Small businesses uh, suffered, especially in the hospitality industry. But, but, but you're right. I think, I think, and and we had a guest say that, you know, if you're here today and you made it through, that's a good thing. So I think, I, I you know, I, I I like your viewpoint there. That, you know, that now's the time to kind of go back, uh, take a look. 
uh, what worked, what didn't work, um, and where are we today, and kind of look at ourselves as, uh, you know, 2.0. Mm-hmm. Where do we start from here? Is that it's, fair? Is that Absolutely. One of our main things is, is pivoting. So you have to be able to pivot on the fly and understanding what your marketing strategy is, number one. Um, having a strategy is important. Number two is if that strategy is not working, how do you change it up? What's going to work for you in the future uh, may not be what you're doing today. So being able to pivot is very important. And having a marketing partner on your side that knows how to pivot is extremely important. So you're not left behind. You know, um, again, really, really great. Uh, differentiation is really important, isn't it? Because um, there might be five or six or ten businesses doing the same thing as you are. Absolutely. So, so branding is really important. Yeah. Um, how, how do you talk to a small business about branding and, and what it signifies for them? Absolutely. So small businesses, I think the one thing that they have when they start is their brand. It all leads back to your website. So having a good website when you're a small business is absolutely a requirement. It, it is no longer a, um, you know, hey, I want a website. It's you need a website. Um, and not only having a website, but having the information that portrays your business properly so that when people actually hit your website, they know what you do. They can quickly find that information and then contact you. So having proper call to actions, having a phone number that's properly listed, um, having the basics that are on there, I think that's really important. A lot of companies miss on that. And then also having that social media to have it um, you know, lead back to those profiles to back up what you're doing. Maybe they want to check out your Instagram or your Facebook and make sure that you're, you're currently active. I think that's very important. And even if you don't have a ton of resources and you know, you're out there uh, posting five times a day, even if you're putting something out there, I think it shows a little bit of effort on your behalf. So when somebody does that check, you seem current. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know um, this is one of the things that um, I've spoken to when, when I'm talking to people who have small businesses. Um, you, you mentioned social media and how important that is and, and, and posting regularly. That's one of the things that, uh, well, I don't know how to do that. I've got a 14-year-old daughter who yep. can probably do that for me. But uh, And that's so important, isn't it? Because because you can have this really nice uh, website and everything else, but if it seems like it's dormant, it's like it's dead, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think social really does help back that up. Obviously, the online presence and the reviews is a big deal. So I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, the Google and BBB reviews are the two most weighted reviews out there. So we are affiliated, affiliated with the BBB. We're kind of partial um, to have a BBB accreditation if you are aligning with those values. Uh, that really does help you to build credibility as a small business. Uh, as far as Google, it's really just a necessary beast. Most people they're going to do a Google search on you. They're going to research other companies. They're going to find you. And you need to have a proper presence, having your logo on your profile, having an actual Google business profile with your proper business address and information that's updated. I think that's so important. And a lot of companies really miss out on that. 
the, you know, you talk about websites, talk about social media, and, and again, a lot of small business owners, uh, you know, may think, you know, this I just I can't afford all this. You know, this is this is expensive stuff. Where are we in terms of costs in in today's marketplace? I mean, <clears throat> I love telling people my story when I built my first website back in uh, I don't know nineteen. 19- you know, <laughs> Lord knows when I built that thing, 1998 or 2000, mm-hmm. I, I paid $4,500 to build a website. But I mean, that that's all changed today. It, what, where are we in terms of cost and to, to get engaged in social media and, and get a website? That's a really good question. I think depending on where the company is at that you're working with and the quality of the delivery, that really has a big play on it. You really have to look at, are they overpriced or are they underpriced as well, whoever you're dealing with? But in general, what I would say is... um, Cost-wise, it could be all over the place, and it's based on requirements. How many pages do you need? What does the website need to do? And are you looking for it to be optimized? There's ways to cut corners. So if you're looking for a $500 website, of course, you can go get a $500 website, but is it going to do what you need it to do? On the flip side of the coin, um, do you need a $5,000 website to get started? I would probably say no. Most companies are... Uh, very well off just starting with a really nice website. Um, I would say $1,000 is a good place to start if you're a brand new company to set aside some money to get you a halfway decent website, just a nice presence that's up there. Um, if you're a little bit more advanced, I would probably say you're probably in the right range, about $4,500, five right. grand to get a customized design, you know, 15, 20 pages of content, something that's search engine optimized so on and so forth. So um, social media, I would say you don't really need to post every single day, but it is of your advantage if you're trying to be viable in your industry. So the standard is to post once a day. However, uh, it's really up to your business. I would say even once a week is better than zero times a week, right? right? So starting somewhere is better than nothing. Yeah. And, you know, one of the concepts that we we talk to clients about and, and, you know, that I sort of teach sometimes in the entrepreneurship classes, there's so many different social media channels out there now, it, you know, probably some that I'm, I don't even know because, uh, you know, I'm not 18. So uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube videos, what, your website – what is, is there a rule of thumb out there about uh, number of hours uh, each week that a, that a typical small business owner is going to spend on social media? And is there, is there kind of um, some benchmark out there regarding how many of these channels can I really be effective on uh, as a small business? I can't do mm-hmm. it all, right? Absolutely. Personally, I would say social media has very little value except for the social proof if you don't have a ton of influence, which means if you don't have a bunch of followers, if you don't have a bunch of people already following you, if you're posting, it's fairly difficult to get that organic engagement. Maybe TikTok, you're going to get a little bit more, but is it your target audience? That's a whole different question. So. What I would probably say is in the beginning, when you're just getting started, you really want to use it for your presence so that you can send people to those channels and they can see what you're doing 
and it's not affiliated with your website. It gives you a much bigger presence. You could be a very small shop, but give yourself this, you know, multi-million dollar presence and it's just, you know, knocking it out of the park. But what I would also say to that extent is that um, social media is uh, one of the channels that you can actually drive targeted traffic by engaging. So if you're posting in groups or if you're actually engaging on other people's posts or you're sharing your posts in groups, for example, on Facebook or other networks, right? LinkedIn is another one where uh, there's a lot of organic engagement that is available out there that people are not taking advantage of. And most companies that should have a LinkedIn don't especially small businesses. They say, oh, I need a Facebook, or I need an Instagram, or I need a TikTok. But what about that LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. You, you know, um, you, you mentioned that, and I actually, thank God you didn't say it, so I can ask you as a question. Here. <laughs> um, but how about linking? Like, in other words, if you're an organization, mm -hmm. you're a manufacturing organization, um, and, and you read information about what's going on in your particular industry, and then linking that does does that help and um is there any any laws um, associated with that that's an excellent question actually i really highly recommend linking to relevant information in your industry there is one exception to that as long as it's not your competition <laughs> right sure, sure. <laughs> but essentially if it's let's just say an article that newsweek put out and it's regarding your industry by yeah. all means that's an easy post for you to get out people are engaging with that content even if they click off on newsweek at least they're engaging with your content and they're engaging with your brand so back to your point is how do you get your brand out there is that important Absolutely. And you can definitely use other people's content. Even retweeting is a really great way to get your, your word out there where you didn't really have to think of that content. You're just essentially re-digesting uh, that content right. throughout the internet. Reminding somebody, Reminding right? Reminding it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so. great. Excellent. <clears throat> you know, you, you, you mentioned something about, you, you said, you know, yeah, TikTok, you might get some engagement, but is that really where your customers are? Um, I'm assuming that uh, you would agree that it's fairly important for a small business owner to really kind of understand who their market is first, figure out where those folks are. So if you're in some sort of, um, you know, senior, uh, you know, market, I don't believe a lot of seniors are on Facebook. So not going to do you a lot of good on Facebook. So is that, is that the pathway? You do the research first, then kind of figure out which channels go in there? 100%. Uh, 80% of what we do is research and strategy up front, and it's 20% execution. If you don't do your research, the execution's not going to be there. So knowing who your customer avatar is is absolutely critical. You need to know actually who is going to purchase at the end of the day. What right. does that avatar look like? You could have 10 avatars. You could have 20. You could have two to start with. But uh, there's no real limit on that. It's just really nice to know what that person looks like. What is their buying behavior? Uh, when they contact you, are they already ready to buy or are they in the research stage? And how do you nurture them through the funnel? So uh, they, they have the top of the funnel, middle funnel, and bottom of the funnel. So if you just picture a big uh, funnel maybe going into your gas tank, right? 
at the top of the funnel, you've got a, a whole bunch of people. You don't really know if they're really buyers yet. They're just kind of coming into your cycle. And by the end of the funnel, you know that, hey, that person's probably going to buy, maybe not for me, but from somebody else or, or myself. So you have to really know who that person is, what they're looking for, and how to educate them along the way. Yeah. And talk about, uh, you know, you've talked about content, you've talked about the posting. Uh, again, another concept that we've kind of covered with our clients is we, we talk about that website. We talk about how Google likes new content. Uh, we kind of discuss with our clients that if you're not creating that content, your website will 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 die, and and we tell them it's not a slow death. Uh, it's pretty quick. I mean, Google will just stop, you know, visiting and pushing out your material if if it's not kept up. Um, one of the ways that we always talk about uh, in providing new content is potentially through blogging, and uh, what we like to to work with clients on is is kind of creating a brand for themselves becoming that that um, that skill set expert that that voice of, of expertise in their field and they can create that brand through blogging is that is that a, a fair strategy a decent strategy 100% i think uh, the more content that you can put on your website that's relevant to your products and services, it doesn't need to be on a typical service page. And it's actually a benefit for you to put that into a format that really hones in on that topic specifically. So when you're serving up that content to Google, Google looks at that and says, okay, well, if I send somebody to this page, is this the most valuable content for them based on that search term? So if you're answering questions inside of the blog, that's critical. That's how most people are driving traffic is by answering questions. Second thing is by really honing in on what are your products and services? What are your top sellers? What are your most profitable services? Maybe you want to talk about those first rather than the ones that don't make you money, right? Mm -hmm. um, not to say that you're not helping people, but if you're in business and you're trying to grow, you probably want to focus those efforts on something that's targeted versus something that's not. Nice. Um, and uh, when you're working with an organization, um, do you ask them who your targeted market is? I mean, obviously you do, but um, is part of your strategy, too, of your organization helping them identify their target market? 100%. Okay. Yeah. We can't really rely on clients to do that for themselves because if they haven't done it up until now, it's probably never going to get done. Sure. And from what we've found is most of the time, even when we're building out a new website, it's a whole new strategy. Clients don't have content. They don't have an idea of what to put on there. They barely know all the services they offer. So we really complete the plan for them. We go through all their products and services and ask them questions and figure out what's the strategy for that sitemap? What are you looking to portray on that website? And then we look at it from the standpoint of how do we rank that with Google? Right. So right. it's really setting it up. It's teeing it up. You, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And and so, uh, you know, one of the things that um, are, are there uh, data platforms that uh, you can find demography on particular markets that would do you use those by any chance? 
You know, uh, we do use a few platforms, but I will say that the best platforms to use is probably your social media. So you can get a lot of insights from your Facebook page. There's a lot of insights on demographics and different things, as well as Google Analytics. Right. So those are two free tools that are available to you when you have access to social media. And you can look at a lot of those demographics and say, oh, well, you know, most of the people that are visiting my page are men or women or, you know, they're over uh, 50 or, you know, between uh, 25 and 35. You never know who's actually visiting until you look. So right. Right. Uh, there's an old saying, you can only expect what you can inspect. Right. Okay, <laughs> I like it. And talk to us about CRMs. Uh, you know, how important is a CRM, uh, a customer relationship management software like Salesforce, how important is a CRM to a small business owner? I think it's absolutely critical, even if it's an investment that you have to really think about, okay, well, is this something I want to spend the money on? There's so many tools out there, even fairly basic tools. Some are free. There's really no excuse to not have a system that's housing all of your data. So highly recommend having a CRM. It enables you to track what's going on and also track who's selling. You know, are your sales reps selling? Uh, are you selling if you don't have reps, right? Um, we had 100 leads that came in, five closed this month. Right. So it's a way that you can track that and also right. work with your marketing team and say, hey, well, here's what we got out of all of those efforts that you put in, especially right. if you're paying them. Right. Yeah. So. And again, I'm sure small business owners who listen to this conversation will say, well, you know, we just can't afford a, uh, you know, engagement with a company like Gerard Media. But but I guess. You know, that small business owner needs to look at it from the, the different perspective that you can't really afford not, not to be to. engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, what what could a, what could an organization like Gerard Media bring to a small business? What if you could increase sales by 30 percent, 40 percent, 50 percent? Well, that's the idea is uh, you want a company, whether it's Gerard Media or not, you want that company that's helping you to have growth in mind. You don't want to launch a marketing campaign if they don't have that metric of, hey, something's going to go up, right? Your sales are going to go up. You're going to get more uh, clicks to the website. Obviously, that's not something that you really care about, right? You don't care if you get 1,000 clicks. You care about how many sales right. did I get. That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's yeah. my return? ABC, always be closing. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, I think uh, so often small business owners and operators just look at these kinds of things as it's just something I can't afford. But I think uh, to your point, there's all kinds of free resources and tools out there. No reason not to have some of those. And certainly no reason not to have at least an initial conversation with someone that could, could bring some expertise to the table to try to increase sales. Nothing against a free audit. It normally doesn't cost you anything with an agency. <laughs> They'll give you a free audit, and right. a good one will tell you exactly what you need, even if you do it on your own. Right. Uh, but you want to make sure that you approach a firm that handles everything. If you approach an SEO company, guess what they're going to try and sell you? SEO. Right. Yeah. You approach an advertising company, guess what you need? Advertising. Right. That that was excellent. Just just the whole idea of doing the audit, you know, giving someone an overview. Look, this is where you are. This is what we can provide. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I think just about every small business needs to go through that. Sure. For sure. 
So, um, Savak, uh, how does one find uh, Gerard Media? Well, you can actually go to GerardMedia.com. That's G-I-R-A-R-D Media.com. And you can reach us at 888-646-3523. And uh, you, uh, base camp for you uh, is Palm Beach County. You're, you're in Palm Beach yeah, County? Yeah, absolutely. We're in West Palm Beach. Uh, we're at the BBB headquarters there in West Palm. That's where our offices are located. Okay. And we're happy to meet with you in person or online. And, of course, in today's world of technology, you could have clients all over the globe. Absolutely. Okay. We tend to specialize in the U.S. and Canada. However, uh, we're open. Okay. All right. It is uh, Savak Gerard uh, with Gerard Media. Uh, again, I think, uh, you know, this is a conversation every small business owner ought to be having, especially as we sort of move into uh, post-pandemic. And I guess uh, from what you're seeing out there, are you, you seeing good, solid growth and opportunities for small business owners? Absolutely. I just think you need to stay on top of it. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Savak. And uh, with that, and thank you, Dr. Ricardo, for co-hosting. Thank you, Tom. And thank you all. Uh, stay tuned. Small Biz Florida is uh, going to be back uh, for more with the uh, JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.